0: Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardeen, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. It may strike you as odd that the church has appointed for today a passage from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount where he warns us not to be like the hypocrites who, when they fast, adopt a sad countenance and disfigure their faces so they may appear to be fasting. It may strike you as odd, because we've just smeared ashes on our heads, a practice, by the way, dating back to very ancient times, to mark the most holy season of Lent. But it would only strike you as odd if you thought our ceremony of the imposition of ashes was at odds with Jesus' sermon, and doubly odd for these many years that the church just hasn't seemed to notice. This is quite impossible, of course, if we are good, humble, orthodox Christians, and it strikes us as odd. The only reasonable conclusion that we can come to is either we do not understand Jesus' sermon, or we do not understand the church's ceremony. There are numerous passages in the scriptures which, if read in an isolated and simplistic manner, would confuse us. We are enjoined in one place to pray alone in our closet, which if taken simplistically would preclude any form of corporate or public worship at all. We can take an example from the sermon that our lesson is from, his Sermon on the Mount in today's gospel. Jesus says just moments before our gospel lesson began in verse six, he says, "'Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds "'before men to be seen by them, Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And yet, in the very same sermon, presumably about five or 10 minutes earlier in the sermon, he says in chapter five, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All that to say, we are certainly not violating Christ's admonition by the imposition of ashes on this solemn occasion. So we ask, why do we read this passage as we enter into Holy Lent? And what does our Lord mean by this admonition not to be of sad countenance when we fast? Well, he's speaking against hypocrisy. A hypocrite is a liar. They adopt an outward appearance in order to appear different than who they really are on the interior. Their exterior is not consistent with the internal self. Often a hypocrite not only lies to those around them, they usually are also lying to themselves. I think they often end up believing in their own false image and become convinced of it. At some level, by that standard, I think we are all, at times, guilty of hypocrisy. In the case of the fasting hypocrite, he thinks to fast is to be sad and forlorn, because he's denying himself the sustenance of food and bodily comfort. And so he puts on this sad countenance on the exterior so that all can see and behold his holiness. The hypocrite's association with sadness and fasting seems reasonable at first glance. To deny oneself is to make one sad. And yet, this is not what actually happens when someone keeps a true fast. And that's the irony that Jesus makes in his sermon. Because a true fast does not bring sadness but rather joy." Now, the hypocrite does not understand this because he is a hypocrite. He's not kept a true fast. His abstinence is a technicality, but it's not an honorable, true, prayerful, humble fast at all. He is associating fastness with sadness when, in reality, a true fast brings one close to God, which is synonymous with light and joy. Now you might say, well isn't fasting associated with repentance for sin and awareness of our wretchedness? There must be some sadness in all of this. Yes, of course there is. But this sadness is not like the sadness of the world. It is a godly sorrow, a joyful sadness, because we know God forgives and delivers us from our wretchedness. And so our sadness is not really sadness at all, it is only a journey to joy. And that is how Mother Church encourages us on this night to enter the most holy season of Lent with a joyful sadness, not downcast and forlorn as those who have not seen the risen Lord. We pray tonight in our collect that we might observe the fast with reverence in godly fear, that we might in peace and quietness fulfill the same. We'll also pray in our post communion prayer that our fast be acceptable to God and profitable for the healing of our souls. Well, if you take that quite literally, we fast for profit, we do it to get something, inasmuch as our fast is acceptable as a sacrificial offering to God, we expect to receive a reward for our spiritual efforts. Some like to say that we shouldn't obey God to get something in return, that we do not trade in spiritual benefits. But the compulsion to trade is driven in us by desire, a desire for something we do not have. And this desire is one of the most fundamental and holy attributes God has implanted in man. It's obvious to us that our desires have become corrupted, and yet in their origin they are holy. And so in this same gospel lesson tonight that we read, Jesus encourages us to be wise investors, to be people of commerce, doing good works, which will be accounted to us in heaven, and in this particular passage, it is the true and humble fast which will accrue a heavenly treasure that we shall enjoy for eternity. In Ezra, chapter seven, we read, for you have a treasure of works laid up with the Most High, but it will not be shown to you until the last times. Our lesson tonight ends with Jesus saying, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I've always taken this passage in the most practical way. Wherever you invest yourself, this is what will capture your heart. It includes your money, your thoughts, but it's your time. Jesus is relating this to the discipline of fasting, and it doesn't get much more bodily concrete than that. If you give your body to fasting, true prayerful fasting that is, then your heart will follow and be united to God. So many of us struggle to overcome anxieties and emotional upheaval and sort of ethereal problems we have a hard time putting our finger on problems in our heads and we don't understand why we can't get the upper hand but we haven't done the work that's required sort of like beating the air it's not very effective we do not need to beat the air rather as Saint Paul tells us we need to buffet our bodies and that means fasting and prayer and giving and spending Times of silence and solitude in the presence of God. If we do these things, trusting in God's goodness, then we will find great reward at the end of our journey. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.